Do you fail to speak up when being mistreated? Or do you give away too much of your time? Do you feel like you agree when you actually disagree? Or you feel guilty for dedicating time for yourself? Do you actually worry about what others think of you? Or even overshare details about your life with others? Do you feel drained by relationships and maybe feel that they're toxic? Well, if any of this resonates for you, then today's episode on setting boundaries is the episode for you. Welcome, welcome, guys, to episode four, Setting Boundaries. Steph, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm excited. We're in 2021. It's a new cycle, a new era, the new earth. And setting boundaries is so relevant. For us to be our best selves and to really shine our light to the fullest, we need to have boundaries and strong boundaries at that. So, Let's get started. Mm-hmm. Joanna, I think, I really do think that we need to set the scene for the guys, like tell them what is a boundary. You want to take it away? Um, so boundaries, guys, are limits that you set for yourself that determine what you will or will not participate. So you are allowed to kind of wave goodbye to anyone that doesn't respect them without an apology. You are allowed to set boundaries. It is okay to say no. I love that. Definitely saying no. I think that we have been programmed to always feel like we need to say yes in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. So it's conditioned, right? But guys, our energy matters. Your energy matters. Your light needs to continue to shine. In order for that, you need to prioritize. We need to prioritize and strengthen ourselves first. I like to see the analogy of a cup, right? We need to fill our own cup to the brim, And the overflow of that cup can then be shared with others. But if we are compromising our cup and the contents of our cup with others, we're only draining from ourselves and distracting away from ourselves and dimming our light ultimately. So this is why setting boundaries is important. And we want to give you some really good insight, guidance, and even share some of our own experiences because we've been on the journey too, you know. Joanna and I have only recently set boundaries in the recent years, right? Yeah. We just want to, we want to get into a bit more of this so you can really understand and use what from it will make sense and help you in your day-to-day lives. So Joanna, what does it mean to set strong boundaries? Can we share with the guys? Yeah, of course. Um, As you said, Steph, you know, this is only something that I came to terms with last year. Um, I really did start setting my boundaries from about mid last year. What it means is basically, you know, being aware that it's okay to say no, being assertive, like you're not responsible for the next person's actions or needs. You need to prioritize yourself and it's not selfish to do that. It's not your job to fix someone else and it's okay to have your own opinion and disagree with someone else's opinion and just be authentic. You know, you have the right to your own thoughts and your feelings and your needs and you have the right to express them freely. With that being said, I know that for me, last year was the first time I could really say consciously that I said no to doing something that I didn't feel was right for me. So what about you, Steph? How do you feel? When was like the first time that you actually, you know, said no consciously to something that you you didn't want? And what was the experience like? So it was back in 2019. I think that maybe I was saying no before that, but I didn't know that it was setting a boundary. But I became more conscious 
in 2019, as I started to spiritually awaken, I started to realize, Mm -hmm. you know, instances, situations, interactions with people that started to really get me down. And every time I interacted with them or had this kind of dynamic with them, I'd come away feeling really crap and really drained. And it was like, wait a minute. Okay, you can't control what someone else does, but you can actually control what you do. And I think we forget Mm -hmm. that. Like, we totally forget that. And that's what was really kind of at the forefront of my mind in in 2019 is like, what can I control within my own power to get the best experience and feel my best and to keep my vibration high? So it it was tough. I agree with you on the saying no. And, you know, we we can be honest. It's not being rude to have an opinion. If we don't want to be in a situation or, you know, we get asked to go out or, you know, or someone speaks to us in a certain type of way and it's wrong. Like we can say, Hey, no, I I don't accept that. Like, don't talk to me like that. Or, you know what? I'm not interested. I'm like out of this conversation or I just need to leave the room or I'm, I'm not attending this event because I'm not feeling the vibe. You know, there's no, there's no harm in that, but let's, let's get into some examples, right? Um, Joanna, you mentioned you said no, like powerfully for the first time and consciously last year. W- what happened? Do you mind sharing? Yeah. No, of course. I'll be more than happy to share. So yeah, I <laughs> last year was my first time actually saying no to doing something I didn't feel right. Um, so basically what happened, um, you know, I was asked to go on a, a road trip with a group of people that I felt like didn't align to me, you know, nothing that they was about or, you know, what they was going to do or, you know, the the event they was going to participate was nothing that aligned to me as a person or the direction I was trying to go in. So for the first time, and the the funny thing about that situation, it was like there was an expectancy of me to go, right? And you know, I'll be honest, it was a previous relationship. (laughs) The event is something that I didn't support. And, you know, it really caused a lot of rift in the relationship as well. So it got to a point where, you know, I was like, I'm tired of being okay with things that I'm not okay with. So, you know, you know, the question was that, okay, yeah, we're going to go on a road trip. We're all going to go to this event together. And it's going to be this person and this person. None of those people were my friends. Right. And I was like, really, really feeling uncomfortable with the whole idea to the point where I just firmly was like, no, for the first time, because normally I would be like, okay, like just adjust. But previous um, to that situation, I was already doing the work, right? I was doing self care, self love. And part of setting boundaries is, you know, self love, self respect, right? So I actually came to the point where I was like, no. I don't, I don't want to go. I'm not going to come. And that person was really shocked. Like, what? You're not going to go? And I was like, no. And from that, the power of me saying no, it led me to speaking my truth. And I could tell you guys, I can't express to you the, the feeling. It felt great. Cause normally I, like I said, you know, me and Steph, we're both empaths. So we really do consider other people's feelings a lot. And often times a little bit more than we should. So in that sense, normally I would be, uh, you know, more reclined to say yes versus no, because I'm more considering the other person. But this time I had to put my foot down and it felt amazing. It felt amazing. From that, it led me to open up 
the doors to truth and me explaining the reasons behind why I said no, whether or not that person respected the reasons or not. It was me being my truth and living my truth and speaking my truth. And I felt like I deserved it. And at the time, I felt like that person deserved it too. Like, no, this is my reason. So yeah, that was my first time. And then after that, it was like, woo, it was just flowing. I was like, some people, someone would invite me out somewhere and I didn't feel too comfortable or aligned. Like, I'm not, I'm going to be honest. Like, I got to the stage where, you know, going to parties or clubs and stuff like that, it doesn't, it's not something that I, I kind of, do you know what I mean? If it's an event or something more chilled and subtle, that's more type of my vibe now. So I feel comfortable being like, no, I don't want to go. Thanks. It's, thanks for the invite, but no thanks. Do you know what I mean? I learned how to set those boundaries more comfortably after that, that big no that I said. So yeah, that is my first time, guys, setting that huge boundary, which just led it to be more easy to set those boundaries in other situations, whether it's um, friends, family. Um, to be honest, sometimes the hardest boundaries to set will be with you know family members or like a really sweet friend. Those boundaries are normally really hard to you know to set, but they're still very necessary. Um, what would you say, Steph? I mean, what was your experience like setting your first major boundary? Well, I first I have to say before I get into mine, well done. <laughs> Kudos to you, power to you, Queen, because it's so hard to say no, especially like you just mm -hmm. said, to someone that you're in a relationship with and you don't want to disappoint because sometimes we, mm -hmm. and being empaths, we kind of worry and concern about, we put everyone else before ourselves. And that's where sometimes empaths probably have more of a challenge on self-love because we want to care, nurture, and cultivate others. And we're very good at that, but we need to make sure we we sort ourselves out first, right? We tend to ourselves first. So that was super hard, you know, for you to do, but I think it sounds oh, like yeah. you were very liberated after doing it. Oh yeah, for sure. And for I'm so sure. glad, and I'm so glad. And you said after that, then it just became like this standard procedure almost. It was, you know, it was part mm -hmm. of life to, to be able to make sure you're clearly setting boundaries and communicating boundaries. And actually you don't always have to communicate uh, a boundary guys I just want to say this sometimes the person that you're trying to set the boundary with could take it quite sensitively they might not be they might be very much in a low vibration or be quite toxic they might not be bad people at all or they might just be overly sensitive and you're you're concerned that you might upset them so sometimes it's not about communicating it if it's possible, then maybe you don't communicate it and it's with your actions, the way you change your behavior that then almost mm -hmm. sets that boundary. So for me, wow, like I had a, a very interesting experience in 2019. That was my like major transformation year, I'd say. And, you know, I would, it was with a romantic um, relationship where you know, sometimes making arrangements with, with the person would be really hard because we'd agree, like, we're going to go and do stuff. And there was so many times, like, he would flunk, not flunk, but, like, fail to meet on that time, and then we need to change plans. And there were so many times that that happened, actually, and I kind of would just let it happen, let it slide. And, you know, you know, when you really love someone and, like, you know, if it's your, your true, genuine love, you kind of, you know, you want to be compassionate to them. But then at the same time, 
it kind of stresses you out or kind of gets you down. You're like, oh, this is so unnecessary. We didn't have to waste all this time doing this. Why can't it be so simple? Mm. I, I went through a few situations like that. So what I realized was actually, I, I'm not able to change the other person. They, they are, they have a tendency to be flaky or not be able to commit to times and change plans. So what can I do? Well, so I made it really clear. I said, if we're meeting up, can it can we confirm what time and it's this time to this time if you cannot make it for that time and you're going to be running late or there's a problem you need to tell me by this time because i want to make other plans or i have other plans so i'm not going to jeopardize the rest of my day because you are not sure or you can't manage your time and your schedule well because you're not very organized right so that was one mm-hmm. thing that i did and it worked. It did work a few times. And actually, a few times I threw the ball in their court and I actually said to them, you can organize this, this arrangement because we actually were working together and we had to do a meeting. So I was like, you organize it. You set the time and the date because it was draining me to try and organize between people who was going to be there at what time. So they did it. They set the time, the date, the location. I went there. Everyone was on time. It was brilliant. I was like, oh, that's, that's a really good one. But there was a challenging one. And this one's to do with more with romance. So with the person, I had some situations where, you know, they would revert to talking more passion. So if there was like a problem between us or we had fallen out or we had a bit of an argument or some kind of riff, they would they would revert to passion as a way to try to reinstigate the conversation or to get me on side. And I used to fall for that, not fall for that, but I'd entertain it like that. So there was a few times Mm -hmm. that then they would do that. And I was like, no. So this is how it started. I was like, no, like, I'm not entertaining this conversation. Like, sorry, why are you communicating this to me? This has got nothing to do with what happened. And we need to communicate on that basis. So that was one part of it. But then another part was, where we had to talk about finances and money and I had to bring it up and they got very defensive and used to do this a lot to me. And I used to just take it on the head, you know, they'd be like, Oh, I'm not in the mood today or, uh, and get really frustrated. And I'd be, and I'd have to almost like curl up into a ball and hide kind of let them get Mm. the, like take the power of the situation. So this one time, And it was a significant time because we were no longer together, but we still had to talk about some finances and some stuff because you know how it goes. And so I was like, wait a minute, I've contacted them. And the the straight first response, Joanna was like, very defensive, quite rude. And was like, why are you contacting me for, you know, like, what do you mean? Like I said, I was going to do this by this day. It was actually a lie to be, to begin with, because it wasn't actually true. It was like, I don't know what you'd call it, exaggerated truth or just incorrect completely. So I was like, wait a second, (laughs) that doesn't make sense. Because uh, if I track back to our last communication, it was this and this that we said. And that actually is something different that you're saying now. And then I tried to call them because this was on messages, right? They wouldn't answer my call. And that really got to me. And I remember I was on my way to work and I almost had tears in my eyes. I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, no, 
Like, hell no. Like, I'm not dealing with this no more. And, and you know what? I, I really, really was adamant. Like, I'm not doing this no more. And in my heart and soul, Joanna, I felt like life was so good. Like, I was on a good track. Things were going in a better direction for me. You know, my spiritual awakening was quite painful, but I started to, you know, blossom and do things and really emerge to start opening up to the world with my new self, you know, which was a big, 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 big accomplishment for me where I kind of just told everyone else, you know, like, forget what you think, I'm gonna do me. And it was a big moment for me. So this was something that definitely needed to be addressed. So I'm on the train now, right? And I can't call them or message them but I'm there typing this message. And in the message, I said, I said you know what? I'm not going to call them because they clearly don't want to talk to me and they, they, they don't want to speak on the phone, but they can be really rude on the text. Cool. That's their issue. So I wrote mm-hmm. a message and I said in the message, do you know what? This interaction with you is actually really disturbing my peace. It's disturbing my tranquility. I'm really happy where I am in life. And this interaction, this experience is just showing me the contrast of where I don't want to be. So for that matter of a fact, I don't want to discuss this with you anymore. I give up. I'm done. I don't want to know because it's messing with my peace and my happiness. And I'm really in a great space right now. So good luck. Goodbye. Take care. God bless. And, you know, the way I ended it was like, yeah, I've had enough. Yeah, you don't speak nicely to me, but I'm done. I just, I'm not going to keep trying to have this interaction with you when I'm not getting nowhere and you don't know how to respect me as a person. I sent the message Mm -hmm. and, oh my gosh, the liberation I felt after that message. I mean, I did feel hurt. Don't get me wrong. Like it, it was hard, right? You don't want someone that you care about still and someone that meant something to you to talk to you like that. But at the end of the day, I said, Seth, you know what? You can't control what someone else does. And someone else's attitude and their behavior is a reflection of them. You know, in your heart and soul, you've not done anything wrong. And you were really just being a civilized, polite, kind, as you always are. And they've been doing this for the longest time. So yes, girlfriend, you stood your ground. And to be honest, uh, there was silence after that, you know, because I did not interact. But I did bump into them months later. And interestingly, I think because I set that boundary and I just said no, and I kind of walked from the situation, when I did re-encounter with them, what I noticed is the way they spoke to me was with the utmost respect. And I was like, it's the same person. And then sometimes I feel like some, some people are not meant to, you know, some people are not meant to be in your life full stop. Like they come, they come to serve a soul contract and, you know, and time's up and they go, right? But some others, they will always be in your life because they're family. And then there's people that actually do have a longer term um time in your life but sometimes they come and go and it's because they've got to go and work on themselves and you mirror something in them and you setting the boundary actually is a gift so i heard this on one of erica elmutz's she's got a youtube channel a podcast we we love her she speaks about spiritual awakening uh guidance for light workers she said something really beautiful about a boundary what if you said to yourself a boundary, setting a boundary is actually a gift to the other person. Would it make it easier to set that boundary? Uh, 
I love that. That's so beautifully said. I love it. It's it's really interesting, um, actually, that you did mention that because I think that is actually one of the great benefits of setting boundaries. Self-respect, but you also gain respect. It's funny because this is exactly what you just said. You gain respect from the other person. However, if you don't have you know the support from setting that boundary with the person, I just don't feel that a person should be in your life. So yes. And, and can yeah. I just interject there? That is important sure. guys, because if they don't like when you set the boundary and if they don't want to play ball with that boundary, cool. Then it's either they cooperate with it or they don't. And if they don't, they leave. And actually that frees up space for you. They're not meant to be in your life. They're not part of your journey now or for this part of your journey. And, you know, like, it's not a punishment when you do this, right? It's just the fact, and I want to get into this now, Joanna, it's not a punishment. It's actually vibrational. It's a vibrational mismatch. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you're meant to, like I said, the same place, the same time you have a soul contract, and then it's completed. I mean, I have a bunch of friends that are no longer in my life like they used to be, but I do feel that they played a role and I played a role in their lives at a point in time. And that has been fulfilled, but it doesn't mean that they did anything wrong. It doesn't make them bad people. Funnily enough, when I was previously married, um, my maid of honor texted me yesterday, the, the, the lady that was my maid of honor, bless her soul, lovely woman. Um, and she texts me happy new years. And I was like, Oh, now we are so not like close as we were back then, but it's just because our paths completely went a different route. Like I didn't feel so aligned around her and, and other friends that kind of were around when I was married. I mean, you were around when I was married, Joanna, but what's interesting yeah. is, and I was around when, when you were married, but what's interesting yeah. is when when we reconnected uh, in 2020 and we started talking again, I felt that actually, if we talk about vibrational mismatch, I felt that there was no mismatch. There was no discrepancy in our vibration. And I think that that is a good indication, guys. So it's been a blessing. So we can show two scenarios, right? The good, the good outcome is when you're aligning with people and there isn't a mismatch. They actually set boundaries themselves. They're very conscious Mm -hmm. of boundaries. They know that you set boundaries. So you can kind of even joke about it. I think me and Joanna have obviously had several conversations. (laughs) (laughs) And and the blessing is, is that we're able to actually do this podcast episode and talk about it freely. And, you know, and we're not afraid. I don't think we're afraid to speak up to each other. Sometimes when we're recording the podcast, we have to say, hey, um, I think you need to do this. Or by the way, Steph, wrap it up, <laughs> you know. Or like, Joanna, you said too many, uh, what was the word? Literally, I swear there was <laughs> one point where it was like nonstop. <laughs> but, you know, actually, I didn't pick up on that and you did. And then I was like, wait a minute, let me listen back. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. And then I didn't lie to you. I said, yeah, I agree. But then I said, actually, yeah. it's not just you. I know a load of people that do it. So don't feel bad. And we're, we're a work in progress. We're becoming better every day better every day with our podcast and each episode will be even more stronger, coherent and better delivered. So I am just going to give you a few benefits of setting boundaries. And one step, I believe you kind of pretty much mentioned one of them was improved communication, right? So 
once you start setting those boundaries, it helps actually with communication from there on. Um, it actually causes less conflict in relationships. Um, you feel respected by yourself and others after you set those boundaries. And like we said, you know, just now, like it's so important to set those boundaries because it's showing self-respect, which will allow the other person to give you that respect. Um, and if they don't, you know what to do. Bye-bye. It gives you the time and energy to do things that nourish and bring joy to your mind, body, and spirit. So this is where sometimes you'll find you separate from, you know, choosing to go out at night to a club or wherever it may be versus, you know, staying home in your own vibe, your own energy, doing what you want to do, what feeds your mind, body, and soul. Um, you get a feeling of peace and safety. Trust me, I've experienced that. You experience less anger and resentment. Absolutely. I agree with that. What would you say, Steph? Yeah, I, I agree with all of those points. Um, definitely the respect for yourself, but then you, be, you become respected by others. I think, you know, it's, it's also very true in self-love. When you love yourself fully, um, you show others how to love you. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's incredible. And it's the same with the boundaries, you know, there's so many benefits to boundaries. I think in order to have healthy, non-toxic relationships, it needs strong boundaries, well-communicated boundaries, um, and demonstrated boundaries with those that are willing to have those boundaries. If people are not willing to, and they don't have the maturity or the spiritual growth to be able to you know, set those boundaries, then you probably find that you're going to gravitate away from them. And that is fine. Others will come into your life that really understand that language, you know, and that's really great. When it's family, though, now we can't change our family. <laughs> We're born with them. And so, you know, it's harder. I think it's worth us giving some examples. Like Joanna, I'm sure you've had some situations where the family kind of get you down <laughs> or they're just being a bit ugh, opinionated or draining or just being busybodies. I mean, what's yeah, experience? I, so yeah, I think, um, you know, we've all had uh, some family members chime in on certain situations and um, we have to kind of set those boundaries. And, it, you know, I know it doesn't come from a bad place. It comes from a place of love. But again, there's boundaries that needs to be set on both parts. You know, it shouldn't be a one-sided thing. So yeah, I had certain situations where I've been around family members, like I said, and they are super opinionated about a particular situation. And it can be a bit overwhelming. And there I have to set the boundaries and be like, okay, it's time for me to go. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> and then I have to go you know, I have to um, because yeah, it, it, and that's something that I've started to do because I could feel in my energy field like, whoa, 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 this is too much. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I need to remove myself. And yeah, there's no point of getting into like major disagreements and stuff like that. It's just best to kind of set the boundary, remove yourself from certain situations or you have the disagreement and your opinion and then you cut it there kind of. So yeah, what about you, Steph? I know that you must have had some situations as well where you had to be like, okay, I need to remove myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th there was an interesting one and this was when I wasn't so consciously aware, but when my mom passed away uh, and it was a really hard time, right? I'm the only girl and I have two brothers. So I kind of 
without realizing everybody just assumed like Steph is the mother of the family now, like the takeover from mom in a sense. My brothers really wanted to, you know, they kind of flocked to my place and wanted to be around me. And I do have a nurturing energy, don't get me wrong. But there was like, there was definitely this need to want to be around me and be at my place. But I had no boundaries back then. And they were like always coming around. Like one brother would always be at my place. It was like, okay, like when do I get time to just like chill, grieve and do what I want and have my Mm. privacy? But he was so, so torn and and, um, depressed and and sad and grieving about my mom. You know, he just turned up at my place. And I, you know, if someone just turns up, no one would ever just turn up at my place, but it's my brother. Okay, it's my brother. Come, come, come over. But, you know, he'd want to drink and stuff and he'd get depressed. And like those days I'd still drink, but it not necessarily was something I wanted to do at that time. You know, like I didn't want to get more down about stuff. And I know, you know, alcohol just lowers your vibration. So that would happen. And my other brother would also just turn up when he wanted to, he would do it like, you know, randomly. Sometimes it was every Sunday, but then, you know, it was mainly on his terms when he was in town because he lived a bit further out and he had one of his sons with him. And then I just started to think to myself, wait a minute, these guys, right, we're all going through this, but they just kind of come when they want to. And I don't do that to them. I don't rock up at their places. And I feel like I have no choice. And I was like, wait a minute, I do have a choice. So instead of communicating, and this is a good example, guys, I couldn't communicate this to my brothers. They were still mourning my mom and it was really hard for them. And also being the youngest and being the girl, if I ever spoke up, it was always like, oh, Steph, like, no, you're talking crap. Like, what do you know? You know, I would be the one that knows less because I'm a girl and I'm the youngest, you know, and that always worked against me. So I just showed by demonstration of action. My brother turned up at my house a few times, rang the doorbell. I didn't answer. I actually did it a few times till the point that he just didn't do it again. Then my other brother turned up, yeah, turned up on the Sunday with one of his kids as he would, you know, probably thinking that I'm going to cook or they can chill out for a few hours. And, you know, one time I actually deliberately went out because I thought that would be easier for me because that brother, it would have been harder for me. I just could feel it. So I actually deliberately went out around the same time. And then he must have rang the doorbell. I didn't answer. He called me and was like, oh, where are you at? And I was like, oh, I'm out, you know, I'm at a friend's and I'm going to be a few hours. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. I, I was actually at your place. Oh, really? Were you? When were you going to tell me? <laughs> and, um, and then I did it. I did it again to him where he was like, he turned up. Actually, I was inside and I was just like, oh, I'm out. I popped out. Because I just didn't even want to say, like, I'm here, but I don't want you to come inside. So I just said, oh, I popped out. So that was my way of dealing with it. Now, after I did that, they... They got, they got peeved. Like my brothers did become quite hacked off by that. And it probably did cause a shift in our relationship, but it was a shift that worked more favorably to me in the end. And when I look at life now, it was a journey, you know, that had to happen back then. Um, then I consciously became aware of boundaries and I was like, oh, wow, actually I set boundaries back then with them but actually that it was necessary. And now today it's interesting because those boundaries were set from way back then. I mean, it's nowhere the same thing anymore. 
But, you know, uh, whether it's like my brothers or my dad, you know, sometimes there's like conversations and I just feel like, you know, the vibration's not really matching me, right? There's a major discrepancy. So I'll be in a conversation Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to do the good, polite thing of like checking in and the vibration's completely off. Being an empath, I can feel it, right? And then I just, I'm like, whoa, it's off. So I'm almost like trying to wrap it up, literally. (laughs) Yes, Joanna, wrap it up. Yes, I do do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, yeah, like a few times I'd just like with my dad, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, that's good. Well, you know, I was just checking to see how you're doing. All right, I've got to go now. And, you know, just really wrap it up. Or just kind of go silent and let them try to drive the conversation. And I just say, yeah, okay. And if it's really going in a negative place or they're victimizing themselves or they're complaining or moaning, I let them have their moan. I don't really respond to it. And I go, okay, it's good to know that you're doing all right. But, you know, take care. See ya. Now, if it's in person, I do what you do, Joanna. Like I, if they, it starts, you know, it, sometimes it's on a sand timer. I might be like, I turn up at my dad's especially, the sand time is on and I'm like, let's see how long this is going to last. Because I know, you know, like I'm very conscious of my dad now. Like when I was younger, mm-hmm. I couldn't. And I used to cry and I used to get so upset and I used to get triggered and it was really bad. But now I'm so much more healed. I'm more conscious. I'm aware. I have strong boundaries. I see it for what it is. So I'm very like, I have humor on the topic. So I'm like, okay, how long is this right. And sometimes he's in a really good vibration. So we can talk for some time and I can be there for a bit. Sometimes, you know, it lasts for a couple of minutes and then he's just down in the lowest vibration. I'm like, right, I can't. The energy is actually dense. He's just miserable and he's not happy. So I need to come out of this. So I do what you do, you know, oh, I've got to go, you know, got to go make dinner or I I have got a work meeting or, you know, I've got plans. And And I just do that. And rather than kind of get into it but a few times I've said to my dad consciously I've said I've got to go you know yeah your vibe is kind of off dad like I phoned you just to see how you're doing but you're kind of like moaning and complaining like let's give thanks for life you know we're breathing we're happy we're here like that's a blessing but you seem like you don't want to appreciate that and yeah I'm not about that now so I gotta go and sometimes I I'm real I'm raw Uh, I think that was the last conversation I had with my dad, actually. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, a lot of great points, actually, Steph. That story was actually really powerful and deep. The one regarding your brother, um, your brothers, you know, that must have been really tough for you to do. But like you said, very necessary. And I totally get you with, you know, with the scenario with your dad as well when they're in life low vibration is because he doesn't have those boundaries set right so it just doesn't flow and another thing as well I feel like when what can affect you know where you need to set boundaries should I say is certain things like you know being around gossip drama and I think this relates to work situations certain friends family uh it's the whole right so gossip even like low vibrational music, sometimes you need to cross your boundaries. Like a yeah. lot of these things can affect, right? Which eventually affects your vibration. So you have to make sure that you're crossing the, uh, you know, making sure that the, the line's not crossed, sorry. So making sure you draw the line, should I say. Um, 
really good when it comes points. to these things yeah yeah really good points and just to add to that i'd also say like the news the news only really shares quite negative bad news and that's what sells but being an empath i just i don't really really listen to the news i find it everything they say is quite negative it's quite fear-mongering and it can lower your vibration in in an instant and the other one guys is social media you know, social media can be a very useful tool, whether it's for business, sharing information. I mean, there's some really cool, high vibrational pages on social media that share really great light messages, you know, really great messages for spiritual awakening, for light workers to raise your vibration. And Joanna and I, we, we consume a lot of that content and we share it amongst ourselves. We also share it on our Instagram page. And if you guys have ever seen our Instagram page, which is at divine feminines with a Z or a Z, it's very much, you know, positive, encouraging, inspirational content. Now, on the flip side, not all of social media has that kind of content. Now, it could be, you know, content that's like quite news based where it's talking about negative stuff. If you look at what happened in 2020, a lot of people were posting quite victimizing type content, like they're a victim of what happened in the world. They don't believe anything good can come of it. They're moaning, they're complaining. I know a lot of people went through some hard times, but, you know, it's always important to keep that positive mindset, but not everyone can do that, right? They're not able to keep their vibration high. Some people might put posts, people you know, that are judgmental, like they're, they're putting judgmental posts or they're putting posts that they're making comments that really don't resonate with the light and they're kind of in the shadow sides of, of themselves, right? So if you mm-hmm. notice that, guys, you can unfollow. You can unfollow, you can mute you can um, block even, you can basically control what you consume, right? Do you know why social media is such a powerful place? Um, like you said, Steph, you could have some positive influence and very, very negative influence. But really and truly, the ball is in your hand. I did, me personally, a big clear out. I am followed pages that didn't have inspiration or didn't have any relevance to me in my life and where I was going. And I started to follow more motivational, inspirational pages, a lot of positive and light. So when I open my phone, the majority of the content that I'm seeing is positive, you know, and I think that would be a great tip for any and everyone to kind of do clear out stuff that's, you know, negative negative news, negative pages, um, things that are kind of, you know, reflecting self-worth issues and things like that, making you feel like make, sometimes these things are subconscious as well. You don't even realize, you know, it, you're comparing yourself to other people, the yeah. list goes on, but just clear out, clear out all these things that are not necessary and fill your page with you know, start following those inspirational pages, motivational speakers, divine feminines. We have so much positive content on there, guys. Our page literally vibrates light. So I would recommend, it's a really good point. Thank you, Stephanie, for bringing it up. Reorganize your Instagram. 
clear out, get rid of. This is the perfect time to do it. New year, new start, new era. Yeah, guys. And also don't feel bad if you're muting the posts of your friends or family because they don't know. They can't see it. It's what you see. So <laughs> they don't they don't get a notification to say, oh, Steph or Joanna muted you now. So they don't. And that's great. And I think that mm-hmm. those tools are useful. There's also another really useful tool. You can set a timer of how long you use Instagram or Facebook. So it can come up right. on your phone saying you've done your hour today and then you come off. So I mean, exactly. I personally did a three or four year detox from all social. And that was amazing. Like it, it aligned with me spiritually awakening too. So when I did come back to social media, I was so decisive. I was so clear about what I wanted to see and what I didn't want to see. And I don't really get, you know, I don't get kind of distracted by it. And that that's what I want to kind of, I wanted to sort of round up here, Joanna, if that's okay. Say that, you know, when we have strong boundaries, it allows us to grow more spiritually, right? Heighten more spiritually. Where we're at yes. today, especially with what's been happening in recent years, is that we really need our light to shine and humanity needs our light to shine. If any of you, our listeners, are you know familiar with light workers or star seeds, and you feel that you're one of those, then you'll understand that you know you you really need to omit your light and radiate that light on Earth. And so, having those strong boundaries, it will only improve your life. And as light beings. We're almost like these light beings, these avatars that walk around and shine our light on the earth. So remember that our light is needed to raise the vibrations of this earth. We're all connected and collectively that light shines brighter if we can shine our individual light brighter. I don't know if you like when when we, when you walk through the park or you're in the grocery store, Joanna, because I know you love Whole Foods <laughs> and I love plant organic. <laughs> But, you know, there's always, you guys must notice, there's always like some really lovely people that walk around and they've just got this lovely smile and radiance on them. And that is kind of what I mean, you know, and there are people out there. I know I walk around and anyone that I see and I get eye contact with, I'm smiling, I'm saying hi to them or just, you know, if I see someone that might be in need, like an older person, I will just see if they're okay and stuff. So it's very much those people. And you know, we need more of that. You know, there's a lot of things that can bring us down, but collectively we can make change. So remember that guys, when we're drained, we can't walk around with a dim light. We need our full light to shine. So our boundaries lead us to being stronger and allow us to be more available for the need of humanity at this time. Guys, with that being said, I thank you for tuning in with us with this um, episode, Setting Boundaries. I hope it was useful for you guys. I hope it gave inspiration and some encouragement for you guys to start setting those boundaries for yourself. Before we leave, I'm going to leave you with our quote. And it's, daring to set boundaries is about having courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in. We will see you on our next episode. Lots of love and light. Bye.